Check, check. One, two. Check, check. All right. We are live. We are recording another investment podcast. Let's get into it. Bus. So ticker symbol bus, which is Grand West Transportation. Breaking that company down. This is in preparation for a YouTube video that I'm going to be recording tomorrow morning. A bit more straight to the point. I like to do these podcasts to kind of... um, get my thoughts together and to be able to articulate my, whether it be like a book review or a, a stock review, whatever whatever I want to touch on. I like to do a podcast because it's long form to just sort of collect my thoughts and get my, get my presentation together a bit more coherently. At the same time, hitting that record button so that I can share this because long form I feel like is when I'm at my best. I don't like to necessarily, uh, you know, condense my thoughts and shorten them so much. Although, you know, that's what the people want. You know, that's how you really get a message across. The shorter, the better. I know for me, if I can watch a YouTube video that's quick to the point and learn something in four minutes, I prefer that over watching or listening to a 20-minute long video. But at the end of the day, I know that there's a lot of value in these long-form I mean, listen to me now. I've already rambled for just about a minute now. So, yeah, uh, let's get into it. Novu, Novumond. I think I'm finally getting the pronunciation of that down. I don't know why it messes with me. So, ticker symbol NOU, so Graphite Mining Company. And then BUS, Grand West Transportation, is a bus manufacturer. They design, they produce... They manufacture, they sell buses, all right, transportation buses. Think like Greyhound, stuff like that, those sorts of buses. All right, so let's get into them first. I guess the biggest thing to go over is their name change. So Grand West Transportation, that's their name, right? Well, no, now it's changing to Vicinity Motors Corp. And where does that name come from? Well, that was actually the name of the buses that they're producing already. So that is the name of the buses that they make, the brand name of their buses. So I was a little bit confused actually when I first researched this company initially, it was kind of confusing. Like their name is Grand West Transportation, but the buses they make are vicinity buses. Okay, so now it's gonna make a lot more sense and they're just gonna flat out be called Vicinity Motor Corp. And I like the name of that better. And thinking about it from an investor standpoint, also a just a consumer standpoint, a, a daily average Joe citizen standpoint. So right now, who makes buses? Right? You don't really know. You just you just it's different than cars and vehicles. Like vans or whatever you see the name is ford or you see it's a tesla whatever you know the brand name of it you know the company that makes it with buses it's not clear right so city buses greyhound buses you just think of oh there that's a city bus or oh that's a greyhound bus well greyhound and cities don't actually produce the buses themselves they don't manufacture the buses themselves they buy them from other companies that manufacture the vehicles and so with Grand West Transportation just going full-blown, taking on the name Vicinity. And since they are producing electric buses, people are going to start noticing when there's more electric buses on the road. And so they may actually start noticing the actual 
brand name of the buses too instead of now you just dismiss them as a bus as a bus people might actually start noticing oh that's vicinity buses right and that's consumer awareness so as a publicly traded company you want your name to be known by consumers even if you're kind of like this behind the scenes company that produces the buses that then other companies use to operate in transportation services you're kind of behind the scenes a little bit but that can change if your if your name starts to be promoted a lot more and it becomes almost a household name I, don't, I mean I don't see why it couldn't be that way you know you know the name of all different types of cars and trucks even work vehicles right like who produces construction vehicles like diggers and and big gravel trucks a lot of people know cat caterpillar right that's actually a household brand name even though they don't make vehicles that any average person is going to ever use i mean maybe if you're a farmer you might actually own a cat maybe like a backhoe or something but nonetheless it's it's industrial products but yet it's a household name so that could definitely be the same with buses as well and it's funny that it isn't now at this point but that's kind of a side tangent i mean that's really not that important of a point but I think that's definitely still something to consider when investing in a company right like are they a household name or not right and you you want that to be the case and even looking at well getting a lot of intention attention from investors right now people are obsessed with finding electric vehicle or green transportation green energy any of that sort of stuff right it's this revolution people want to be on board with the 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 change towards a more green and sustainable future in transportation and in energies so people will be more quick to get on board with companies that are pushing that forward and so that's another reason why name is, and, and brand is important you want to be recognized easily by investors consumers and just the general population and so that's their name change and that's a new thing that just happened so that that's a positive from an investor's point of view um, so building massive facility in the United States so I'm just gonna start calling them by their new name officially now too, just for simplicity purposes so vicinity motors operates in Canada in Vancouver area actually and they are currently building a what's supposedly a massive facility in United States, so in Washington State, so close to Vancouver. So their whole operations takes place in a close proximity, even though it's technically in Canada and the U.S., it's all like very close together, just in, you know, on the West Coast there, Vancouver and Washington State. And this Washington facility that's under construction is supposed to have a 1,000 bus per year capacity. So the, the potential to produce, manufacture 1,000 buses per year. That's kind of a crazy number when you think about it. I mean, I couldn't really imagine 1,000 buses in the same factory, right? Like that's a large, that's a lot of buses, right? But at the end of the day, when you think about it, 1,000 buses. I mean, living here in Calgary, city of 1.4-ish million, there's a lot of buses here. I'm sure there's, I mean, a lot, right? I see just a lot, a hundred of them a day when I'm out driving. 
And so when you think about all the buses across all of North America, producing a thousand a year isn't really making a dent in the need for buses. So even this new facility at the total capacity of a thousand buses per year, that's feeding the market, right? There, there's, there's a need for that. It's not like they're going to be producing buses that no one or no jurisdiction or no state or no you know company is going to be buying from them so with that 1000 per year capacity they would have the potential of 500 million dollars in revenue just from that factory and just from those 1000 buses per year being sold so 500 million dollars in revenue uh, and then something else that's interesting, which I'll cover now and also in my YouTube video, is what they're doing. This is important for investors, and I would love to have like a huge position in this company. I don't, but you know, I have small amount under under a hundred shares in them. I'd love to just keep increasing that number, and I will. I will increase that number throughout the year. But right now, it'd be really nice if I had that number up to like a thousand or even ten thousand shares would be amazing because. What they're doing is a reverse split. And so for every three shares, those three shares will now become one. And that's not necessarily, well, if, if you're an investor and they do a, a, a stock split, then every one share that you own will then equal two. So Tesla did that, right? And that, I mean, at the end of the day, you still have the same amount of money in the company, but if the stock splits, there's potential for the stock price to go even higher uh, and more rapidly, right? People see a lower price, uh, the, the price point to get into is lower, so more investors can then get on board. So that is often seen as a positive for investors where a reverse split reduces your amount of shares that you actually own in the company. Again, it doesn't really matter because you still have the same amount of money in it, but if you're looking to like, Let's say you had, you know, a thousand shares and they split, a, re a reverse split, so then you would actually end up with less shares. You'd have 500 shares if they split, uh, did a reverse split two to one, right? So every two shares you had would be worth one. Now you only have 500 shares. So that takes your share total down, which again is just kind of a neutral thing unless you're looking to have that flexibility to sell right the more shares you have the more options you have to selling right if uh if you have less shares then you kind of have less op right if you had three shares of this company and they're doing the reverse split so those three shares will then be worth one well then you have no options if let's say you wanted you had those three shares and you were planning to sell one next year and then another one the year after that and then hold on to your last one well you wouldn't be able to do that because then you only have one share and then you're kind of limited on if you're gonna sell it or hold it or not. So that's really the only caveat, but for me, I wanna be a long-term investor in this company. So that's kind of a non-factor, but that is what they're doing. And that isn't official, might I add. It's, uh, it'll need shareholder approval, which is probably likely to go through. I don't see why um, why it wouldn't. And what why they're doing that is is, for to be uplisted, an uplisting requirement by the NASDAQ. So that's gonna allow them to be uplisted to the NASDAQ. So right now, 
you know, I had no trouble buying them because they're on the Toronto Stock Exchange. But in the States, they're only on the OTC. So it's a little bit harder for American investors to get their hands on this stock because it's not on, you know, some brokerages like Webull or Robinhood. So kind of the main brokerages for like younger millennial investors, online brokerages. Um, so being uplisted to the NASDAQ will be huge because they'll get a much broader uh, investor base having the potential to invest in them, right? Same with the name change, starting to become a household name, potentially with that vicinity uh, brand name, as well as being on the NASDAQ. They're just going to get a lot more exposure. So there's a huge potential to get more investors on board just for that. And the price will go up, right? So right now, you know, just for simplicity purposes, let's say the price is at $2 a share. Now, when they do the reverse split, every three shares will become one. So one share will now be worth $6 if each original share was worth $2, right? So it increases their share price. So again, if you're right now, you know, they're very elusive because you can buy a lot of shares for a low price because in their 2 to $3 range. But once that reverse split happens, it'll uh, be a higher price to get into, which makes it look a bit better for investors as well. As much as there's a lot of people that look to get on board with penny stocks, you know, usually a company in the 2 to $3 range looks a bit less credible in a way, you know, to the average person. You, you, you expect that share price to be a bit higher uh, to, to some people's perspective. So what that also does, that reverse split, also gives them a potential to raise capital at a higher price down the road through a secondary stock offering, which you know is good for the company to raise capital, but often makes stock prices drop, right? But it gets the company more cash, so that's gonna be good for vicinity just as a company that's growing, having more access to more capital to reinvest in the actual business and their productions. And so obviously if we're investing in them long-term, that's what you wanna see. That's a good, positive thing. Some other news for them is they secured a contract with New Mexico State to sell their buses to them. So that moves their USA expansion along quite nicely, just securing more contracts, more sales in the US, as well as ABC Company, which I meant to look more into. I'm not too familiar with the workings of ABC. All I know is ABC, so like the entertainment TV channel in the States, but I don't think that's the company buying these buses. Uh, but they have a contract with them. ABC is apparently big in California, so has a big presence there. And anything to do with California, you just expect that that would be a big potential for buyers of vicinity's electric buses, right? California, big, big push for green technology, uh, green transportation, electric vehicles, etc. So any sort of contracts with governments or with companies to do with California just signals uh, more growth for their electric bus uh, portion of their business. Another thing is listening to an interview with their CEO where he said quite the big claim aiming for $1 billion in revenue in five years from now. 
and so a billion dollars in revenue five years from now every year after that so pretty big claim I mean obviously uh, CEOs can claim anything for future projections but that shows like they're focused the CEO is confident and they're setting big goals which I love obviously Elon Musk huge fan of his he sets the most loftiest goals for himself and his company so I love when I can see that especially when they're rooted in reality when you can genuinely see that as a possibility and they're not just full-blown you know pulling a number out of a hat and just saying something absurd right that I could definitely see that especially when you factor into just their Washington facility alone thousand bus per year capacity at 500 million dollars in revenue and that's under construction now but will be completed soon-ish in the near future so you can see that one billion dollar revenue in five years become a reality so yeah Nasdaq that that's kind of the biggest the biggest takeaways I have for this company right now the name change is good then moving on to the Nasdaq potentially get some exposure to a larger investor base and that CEO you know big big aims and big goals for the company their market cap as as well is currently uh, what do we got here 260 million and can realistically hit 1 billion dollars in the near future as a market cap uh, on top of that you know 1 billion dollar revenue in five years so that's all I got that's the updates I got for ticker symbol bus new name eventually going to become vicinity motors and not sure what their ticker symbol will be on the nasdaq when they get uplisted but i'll definitely something to stay up to date with all right we'll move on now to nouveau mond graphite nouvel mond so nouvel mond graphite company based out of quebec hence the name so bonjour bonjour they uh, mine graphite now they don't actually mine or produce any sort of graphite right now they are an up-and-coming company that has just finalized all of their permits gotten everything in order and just started construction on their mine to produce graphite and start providing that graphite to EV makers so electric vehicle makers battery produce producers in North America so they're positioning themselves as a supplier of graphite for these companies take example Tesla that produces a ton a ton of lithium-ion batteries for obviously their cars also you know Tesla battery packs a lot of battery storage involved in any sort of green energy uh, company or transportation company electric vehicles etc so Nouvelle, new Nouvelle Monde Graphite has two projects going on currently. They're a fully integrated company. That's very important here. Uh, from the rock, so from the graphite, to the finished products, fully integrated, meaning it's all done in-house. They mine the graphite. They turn it into anode material for lithium-ion batteries. It's all in-house, fully graded company. They're doing it all themselves. So their, their mining project is Metawini, is the name of it. Kind of a funny name. It's in Quebec, I think near Montreal, said. Um, and they just finally got all the permits done for that. They have broke ground. They've started construction on it. And they're building the largest flake graphite production there in the Western world. 
So I'll get into that in a minute where most of the graphite comes from in the world, but yeah, construction has started on that. That's where they're actually going to be mining the graphite from. And then their other part, the other part of their fully integrated business model is Beconcore, Quebec, which is where they take the graphite flake and they're actually producing it, turning it into anode material uh, for, you know, battery producers that can be directly then sold and then made into batteries with whoever is, you know, buying that for battery production purposes. So the full, the f you know, thus, right, fully integrated. And from mine to rock to anode material, it, it's all... It's all done in-house, and I think that's a pretty important part. It's a very forward-thinking company, and they're one of the first players, one of the first, you know, position to be one of the f bigger players in this North American graphite market, this sort of new industry that's cropping up around all the battery production, electric vehicle um, industries going on increasingly in North America. So right now, 80% of graphite reserves in the world are in Brazil, China, and Turkey. All right, with Quebec having the largest graphite uh, reserves in the Western world. So the, the biggest graphite mining production outside of those countries, Brazil, China, Turkey, is happening actually in Quebec. And like I said, Nouveau Monde, is positioned to be one of the biggest players in that um, in that industry, graphite in Quebec, and so I think that's very important. Also, why, why is it important to have a company producing the mining and producing the graphite here in Canada? Why not just keep importing it from Brazil, China, and Turkey? Well, I think it's an obvious answer to that question, right? Canada has very high environmental standards when it comes to mining in any sort of industry here. I mean, even oil and gas, Canadian oil and gas gets a lot of flack, but they do it a lot better, a lot better than countries like, say, Albania, which is a big um, oil and gas producer, Saudi Arabia, you know, Russia, I would argue as well. Canada has very, very high standards when it comes to environmental concerns. And so that's one of the reasons why you actually want this sort of stuff to be happening in Canada and not in other countries. So that's very important. Also, just beyond the environmental perspective, it's very, uh, it's companies that are operating in North America, like Tesla, just to use that example, you know, some electric vehicle manufacturer, you know, maybe it's GM. Uh, Lucid Motors, right, which will now be producing cars here in North America too. They want access to all the materials that they need, such as graphite for their lithium-ion batteries, in you know close proximity the, to their operations, right? So having this in Canada means less transportation costs, and then of course less pollution, right? So an example, no cargo ships will will needing to be involved for the transportations of this material to get them to North American markets, right? It's just all right here in the same continent. So selling to North American lithium ion battery producers 
is going to be a big, big bonus for this company and for other companies too. It's like a win-win for everyone involved. And so I think that's very important. And that ties into their carbon, you know, being carbon neutral. So this company has a very, very big focus on carbon neutrality. And they're actually fully traceable through what is called the Global Battery Alliance, uh, which is a, you know, sort of a organization that, you know, allows people to trace these companies and to track all the, you know, it's to, to hold accountable and to prove carbon neutral claims of companies or I suppose even of governments or any sort of organization. And that's done through the Global Battery Alliance. Uh, you can Google that and look that up, but I think that's very important. I don't know if that is a government mandate. You know, I don't know if you need to to be, you know, sort of fully transparent and traceable like that. I think that could very well just be coming from the the leadership of this company to wanting to be fully transparent around being carbon neutral. So, you know, on that carbon neutral subject, right? I think that just shows great leadership. It shows that they're a very forward thinking company. And some of their aims for carbon neutral is having a fully electric production, meaning that all their vehicles that they use are electric and they're avoiding diesel uh, transportation methods and things of that nature. Also, listen to an interview with their CEO uh, talking about you know, potentially down the road in the future, maybe 2025, past then, 2028, those sorts of years, looking at even having autonomous vehicles in the, you know, mining productions as well. So that just shows me that, you know, the CEO is forward thinking, this company is forward thinking, and they're willing to adapt and expand. You know, when you think of mining, you know, obviously, of course, at a baseline, Mining is an insanely useful innovation by humankind, okay? Without mining, we wouldn't have evolved to this point of industry. We wouldn't have the buildings that we have, the resources that we have. I mean, mining's a huge, huge innovation in the grand scheme of human evolution, but in the sort of short term, in 2020 right now, 2020 vision, looking at mining industries, you look at them as outdated. You think of companies that are sort of like still operating like it's the late 1800s, right? You think of coal mining, you think of dirty pollution, just dark and grungy people, you know, getting sick that are working in the mines. It's, it's It doesn't paint a good picture, the mining industry. But this is kind of, companies like these are changing that perspective and showing that, hey, obviously, if we, if we are adapting and innovating and utilizing the new technologies at our disposal, such as autonomous vehicles, electric vehicles, etc., different technologies as well, beyond just that, then that kind of shows like, you know, the mining industry can be very innovative still. It doesn't have to be stuck in the old days of that sort of industry, right? It can be very modern, very up to date. And this company specifically, Nouvelle Mond, is really, really focusing on that. And that's why I like them as a great investment opportunity. Their price, uh, share price is around $2, which shot up really rapidly as of late. I think just a few months ago, they were at like 30 cents a share. 
which being at $2 here, it's like, oh man, I would love to have gotten on. Just two months ago, I could have got into them at 30 cents a share. Would have loved that. But I think any price now and going forward the next year or so is going to be a great time to get in because they're not even producing the graphite yet, right? They're just doing construction on their actual mine. And so actual production getting into the 2025s and beyond there, that's when this company is really going to start to see that growth. This is a very long-term investment, but one that, you know, you can put your money into now and see some good growth even from now until I'm sure, you know, even before they start production and start getting their product out to market, you'll actually see some good growth just in their share price alone, just on the speculative speculative value of the mining industry and of the electric transportation industry, the battery industry. So I think that alone you'll see some good improvements in the stock price. But then of course, once they get into production and start their, you know, generating uh, large amounts of revenue from that, that's when you're really gonna start to see some nice price movements. So I think getting into this company is a great opportunity and I will be looking to add, 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 add to my position all over the next year you know, uh, I mean, the company breaking ground on construction of the mine is a huge first step. The permitting is what takes a long time, getting all the permits. And they do have 60 employees right now, which is pretty significant because a lot of these mining companies that haven't actually started construction or production or mining, they don't have many employees. So even though they're not in full capacity, they still got a lot of employees doing a lot of work and they're full steam already on production. And finally, I think a cool thing is that they have a big YouTube presence. They're making really high quality videos with like drone footage and all that sort of stuff. And they're really sharing what they're doing in layman's terms for the general population, which honestly, again, we go back to that uh, innovation and companies being stuck in the old days. If you're a company, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, mining or something more trendy like fashion, it doesn't matter. All industries should be making YouTube videos and explaining to the general public what it is they're doing in easy to understand ways. And Nouvelle Monde is doing exactly that. And their videos are actually just genuinely entertaining because they're valuable. They're actually explaining what they're doing and how mining actually works. It's all super, super insightful. And that is sort of the last point I wanted to make on why I am very bullish, as they say, on Nouvelle Monde, Graphite, and beyond just investing. These two companies that I just covered, I think are just cool. I love to learn about how companies are innovating and pushing industries forward. It's just great stuff. So if you enjoyed this thing, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and go over my YouTube channel as I make more to-the-point videos on investment opportunities, on innovating companies, and on other things, health, wellness, book reviews, etc. So thanks for listening. If you listen to the whole thing, I do appreciate you. And until next time, keep innovating and keep your ear to the street. And look, for, uh, look for cool and innovating companies.